What's up, everybody? This is Leland from FBA Profits. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. You're in the right place if you're interested in fulfillment by Amazon. Maybe you're thinking about just starting or you've already started out and you're new to it or you're a seasoned FBA seller. Join us each week for a variety of topics to help you profitably grow your Amazon store. Be your own boss, set your own hours, get rich quick. I'm sure you've heard this before. Nothing comes easy, but with Amazon FBA's launch, supercharge the process to grow a sustainable, scalable, and profitable FBA business right now. Get personalized one-on-one coaching, daily online arbitrage leads lists, assistance with ungating, seller central account feedback, and much more. Visit fbaprofits.us and click FBA launch to learn more. Hi, welcome to FBA Profits. My name is Leland. My name is Zuby. We just had, we just recorded a great podcast on some of the changes for fees with uh, Amazon and uh, FBA sellers. And one of the things that came out of it is a very specific uh, strategy. And and we're going to dive deeper into that strategy, which I've termed uh, picking a packer. I might change that for the title of the podcast later, but the alliteration stays for now. Um, certainly, if you're doing FBA and you want to, you know, offset some of your processing and your overhead, you can of course find a fulfillment center, um, right, that can help you prep and pack. And so today we're going to talk about uh, five, right? Did I get the number right with it? Five, yeah, five, <laughs> five things to consider. And five best practices for picking a prep and pack. Yes, it's uh, choosing a having a prep center is, in my opinion, extremely important for growing and scaling an Amazon business. It becomes really cumbersome when you're getting packages and delivered to your house, um, you know, eighteen times a day, and or your garage, or your your dining room, and your living. I remember your house. We we all started that way. I think (laughs) you know that's. It's uh, it's the growing pains. It's yeah. you got to pay the piper that way. But um, it, it's it's important in order to grow and scale and really really maximize uh, your ability for to, to give yourself the opportunity to succeed in Amazon. You have to spend more time working on your business than in your business. Um, and the the manual labor part of it is should be the first thing that you outsource uh, because. And then whether that's sourcing or prep and pack, uh, they're all the same, right? I mean, sourcing takes time, but it requires you to be more active in it. Prep and pack is just manual labor. It's just, you know, you take it, you put a label on it, you bubble wrap it, you poly bag it, you, whatever is required, you put it in a box, you put a label on the box and you give it to UPS to, to take away from you. It's important for you not to be doing that if you're going to grow to any significant um, size in your business. You know, if, if this is just sort of a side hobby and um, you enjoy once a week, you know, opening a few boxes and, and prepping them, absolutely. That's, you know, you save a few dollars on it and, and those, those few dollars that you save are going to go in your pocket, but you won't be able to grow that business strategy and that business model. Uh, but it's also important. There's a lot of prep and pack centers out there. Um, there are some prep and pack centers that are um, in uh, tax-free states, which a lot of the arbitrage sellers like. Um, and then there's prep and pack centers that are in, in taxed states and, and 
different sizes of prep and pack centers, different services that they offer. So today we're going to talk about five um, of five things that we think are most important when you're choosing a prep and pack center. Um, and the number one um, option, the number one item is- <laughs> Top uh, of the list, as, uh, always, as is always, is- dinero. Money, yeah. It's always going to be money, the cost, right? How much is it costing you to set up an account with that prep center? And how much are they charging? And how much are you saving, et cetera? So- there are um, the, the, those prep and pack centers that are in the tax-free states. Generally, there are a few that don't, but most of them are, uh, they charge a initial setup fee of $50, $100, $200, $300 to set up your account. And then their per item fee is uh, significantly higher than the non-tax-free uh, states. Um, and that's because they know that because they are in a state that doesn't charge sales tax, uh, more people are going to want to be there, so they can they can they can offer or they can charge a higher dollar amount. Make sure you calculate those dollars. Make sure it makes sense. You know, um, we have a prep center in California, and uh, everything gets taxed that gets sent here, other than uh, food products. Anything consumable is not taxed in California. So, what? We have clients that have us, and then they also have a tax, a prep center at um, a tax-free place. And what they do is, they ship anything that um, that are that is tax-free in California, anything that's food-related, to us, because our prep fee. First, we don't have an initial setup fee, so they don't get caught charged anything to set up an account with us. And then our pack, prep and pack fee is usually between thirty to fifty percent cheaper than the one that's in the in the uh, tax-free state. So the cost is important and you should, there's no reason why you can't have multiple uh, prep centers. Uh, you, you know, as long as, as, as all the other things, uh, as long as the prep centers meet all your other requirements, there's no reason why you can't have one in, in California and one in uh, you know, Oregon and one in New York or wherever you want to have them at. And then, if you have the time, you know, direct your shipments based on is it where where you will get the biggest savings. But cost is definitely a big consideration when you're looking at which prep center to uh, to retain um, and to start sending your products. And the cost is both for FBA fulfillment. Are they charging uh, you know uh, additional services? Uh, are they doing FBM whatnot? So all of those costs uh, you should take into account, um, spe specifically for your business. What are the services you need, and what are the costs for those services? Yeah, the big caveat for me is watch for the extras, right? So you might, you, of course, you're going to get the pricing matrix out to know exactly, you know, how much per unit is it on a regular basis, a non-regular basis, all of that good stuff. But then watch for the extras because some places will charge you more if it's bubble wrap or the popcorn. They're going to charge you more if it's quality control. Some places are not going to look at the product. So if it's damaged, it's gone. They don't care. Other places will look at quality and then communicate with you. So um, watch the extras, look at the matrix and do the yeah. cost analysis. Yeah. And, and some have a minimum uh, unit per month requirement right. where well, you, you're going to be paying them a specific amount monthly, whether you ship that many or not. So um, all of those things will come into play. So it's important to, to understand all the different factors when selecting a prep center, uh, all, all the different cost factors when selecting a prep center. That was number one. 
and then we'll prime you up. Number two? Well, number two is probably as important as number one. It's communication. Um, there are horror stories that you read <laughs> in Facebook groups and, and when, you, when you're in different you know, groups with Amazon sellers of them sending email after email, phone call after phone call and not getting any kind of a response from their prep center. Um, it's, you know, some, there's some issue and they just won't get, there's no communication. Uh, communication is extremely important when it comes to anybody handling your products that go to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they have access to your Amazon Seller Central account. They, if you have inventory lab, they have access to your inventory lab account. And you want to be able to communicate with them as you need. It's not on their time. It's on when you need to, right? A 24-hour turnaround time on an email, is it should be the longest for any kind of a communication when it comes to your prep center. Um, uh, other than you know, on holidays and weekends and whatnot, but uh, look at you building all the exceptions in. You got nervous. Uh, well, I mean, first. look, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, hey, if somebody emailed me on, uh, yeah, on the 24th of November, I might not get back to them until the 26th. See, I think communication goes both ways because you're describing client trying to reach, you know, vendor, right? So I have a question, I have a problem, I'm trying to get a hold of my prep and pack center. I also want it the other way around. I want to make sure that they're communicating with me on a regular basis. What kind of updates am I getting? How frequently? is it? How, de- how deep is it? Can I go onto a web page? Can I get into an inventory management system? You know, what are they offering to me? And it's something to consider too. Not only when you pick up the phone, is it a call center or is it somebody on the ground? Are they in the warehouse? Is you know, that is one direction of the communication, but then coming the other way, what kind of good information am I being shared with to know what's happening with my stuff? Yeah. And, and also there it's, it's, it's easy for us as Amazon sellers to think that, well, they will know. They know how to manage that. They know mm. that that needs to be polybag. They know that I want it this way, but they don't. It's important. So uh, I'll give an example. We, we've had a prep client for a couple of years now. Um, he, was, he started off as a leaseless client, became a prep client. And then he kind of, um, he's from New Zealand. And he, for personal reasons during COVID just completely shut down. There's no activity going on on his account. And just recently he emailed me and said, Hey, I'm back. We're going, we're going to go strong again. And he's doing predominantly books. Um, but before that, we, we hadn't done any prep work for any of his books. We, he was doing regular products. So now that we got you know, a number of different shipments for him uh, with different books, I had to reach out to him and ask him, hey, we have clients who do books and they want to be polybagged. We have clients who do books and they don't want it to be polybagged. How would you like us to do it, right? If your prep center isn't communicating and they're just taking, you know, so, some might just say, hey, it's gonna, they're gonna have to pay me more if I polybag, so I'm just automatically gonna polybag it. Mm-hmm. Or some might say, well, no, we're just gonna label it and send it in. It might not be what you want. So if you forget to instruct them on something, it's important for them to come back to you and ask, what is the instruction? That line of communication has definitely is a two-way street and it has to be open and it has to be consistent. And know that just because you start down the path with one and you find out, hey, the sales aspect of it is really good. They're good at getting me in and it's not good. Make sure you can get out of that and there'll be other options. There's plenty of places to send your, you know, to, to sign up for prep and back. Absolutely. All right. That's, that's number two. Um, number three. 
Number three is has everything to do with uh, your products. Um, you want to make sure that you understand what their turnaround time is and that their turnaround time from when they receive your packages to when it gets prepped and shipped out to Amazon is in line with what your expectations are. If you are a smaller seller, it's, it's okay to expect a prep center, I think, to ship out your products once a week. You know, if you're shipping in 10, 20, 30 units a week, um, you, you know, having a shipment of five units each day is a little bit cumbersome. Uh, but if you're a larger seller and you're shipping in hundreds or thousands of units uh, a week into your prep center, then it's, you should have an expectation. Is it a 24-hour turnaround? Is it a 48-hour, 72-hour turnaround? What is that turnaround time? Because you're, you don't want, uh, if, especially if you're shipping and sending in, you know, thousands of products to, to your prep center, you don't want them to just be sitting on their shelves. Mm-hmm. You want them to be on that, the, the revolving door of just, they come in every day or every two days, they're prepping your products and shipping it out. Um, and if you have a specific need, you let them know. You can say, hey, I can, I'm going to be shipping a lot of products over to you, but I need everything that there has to be a shipment every 48 hours. And if they can accommodate you, great. That's, that's a check mark on them. And if they can't, then you have to know that because you can't just expect a prep center that they will do what you think they should be doing without you communicating with them. Uh, but their turnaround time is important. Some prep centers are massive and they have massive clients. And so it might not, they might not be able to turn around 24 or 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Some prep centers are really small. And they don't have the capacity to turn around in 24 to 48 hours. So it just, it, it, you want to make sure that this is a point that you discuss on your onboarding call with your prep center um, and that you are very clear with them and they're very clear with you as to what the turnaround time is and what those expectations are from both ends. That makes sense. That's good. Number three. Number four harkens back to you know, real estate, location, location, location. Location is a huge factor in what you pick for prep and pack. It is. Um, so, and, and there's different caveats to, to location or, uh, you know, one of course is tax-free versus not tax-free. Um, if, it's an, if it's in a tax-free zone, you're saving on taxes. If it's not in a tax-free zone, there are other advantages uh, and disadvantages. Um, so it's important to understand where in the country your prep center is. You know, our prep center is in California. We are, we, we, we're in the West Coast, we're in California, but we ship all over the States um, and internationally. Um, is the location, if you are a large wholesale seller and you're getting truckloads or pallet loads of products, does the prep center have a loading dock? Do they have a left fork? Um, or are you going to be having to make sure that your your trucks are are they have they have lift gates that so that they can deliver them? Are they large enough to be able to uh, handle you know five pallets worth of products if you ship that much over to them? If you're a smaller seller, um, are they uh, open during normal business hours? Are they open large longer than normal business hours? Um, is the location near? Um, the major retailers that you source, um, you know, a lot of these larger retailers, Walmart, Kohl's, Ikea, the, all these different places, they, they only, they have a limited uh, area that they service. So if a product is uh, 
you, you can't purchase it online, but you can purchase it via like a DoorDash delivery from Do- from Walmart. Well, if there's a Walmart within that, you're within the vicinity of your prep center, you can you can continue purchasing that from Walmart. Uh, but if they're not, then you can't. So it's important to location uh, to, to know exactly where they are. And um, is it easily accessible? Is it not? Or how big they are? And specifically, if you're a larger seller, do they have a lift gate? Uh, do they have a uh, uh, forklift? Loading dock. Loading forklift, dock. Yeah, yeah, hand carts. Yep. Yeah. And uh, along the same lines, you know, the, the, the source deliver direct to, you know, um, you, I think you said Walmart right over. It's also, are they close to a port? Cause if you have things that are coming overseas, mm. um, how quickly can it get to the port? So if it's very far away, you're going to probably incur more costs, which leads into what I thought you were going to lead with was, which is the further away something is typically you end up paying more in shipping fees period. Mm-hmm. So sometimes having a, uh, one or two different uh, prep impact centers make sense. If you're sourcing from all over the country, uh, you can start saving on shipping costs, getting things to the prep impact, and then um, that helps your overall ROI. Not just to the prep center. Um, it's also important to know if the prep center is how many different Amazon uh, receiving fulfillment centers are near or in the vicinity of the, of the prep center. Well, if you're a prep center and you're far away from any of the shame on you, <laughs> yeah, <there's, laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you can necessarily be far from any of Yeah, that's you. also but, true, right? <laughs> but it's, you know, like in California, they have, Amazon has, I mean, we have one that's 45 minutes away from us, one that's a hundred, uh, that's an hour away. And then a few that are a few hours away from us. And Amazon, you know, they, depending on how their algorithm feels that day, will direct our shipments to one of these ones. Well, the fee to tr- to ship from California to California is inconsequential compared to shipping from California to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's important to to know where those fulfillment centers are and and to make sure that you know at least one or two is within an hour or two of your prep center. Logistics. That's that uh, mm-hmm. number four is important. So you can a lot of times you can see it on a map. You can just ask the the center. Uh, mm-hmm. how close they are and, um, you know, do they have a, a loading dock and all kinds of good stuff. So that's four. Five may be more bells and whistles than, than anything else, right? The, the different services, the other services they may offer, but can be equally important depending on those other services. Yeah, especially if, if you're, you're thinking of pivoting. And we, we just yeah. did a podcast um, earlier um, about pivoting to a fulfillment by merchant if you're solely an FBA seller, especially with all the new fees that Amazon's going to be charging. So it's important to ask your prep center, hey, do you, do you guys do fulfillment by merchant? Um, will you, do you have uh, storage fees if we do FBA? Um, do you polybag? Do you bubble wrap? Do you, I mean, th- there are additional services. Do you palletize? If you're sending in and you want to start sending pallets out, if you're sending large quantities, it's important for you to know, one, does your prep center palletize? And two, what are those fees for? Um, do they accept pallets? Um, you know, some prep centers are small and they won't accept pallets. They only accept uh, small parcel delivery. Um, so there, there's additional sources. Um, if you are a um, you know, uh, specialist in selling only shoes or only selling apparel, 
I can I can guarantee you that there are a number, a majority of the prep centers out there will not touch apparel. If you're clothing, cloth, if you sell clothing, uh, it, it's you know your pickings are a lot slimmer for prep centers than if you are just non-clothing seller. Uh, just because there's, it's a lot of hassle uh, to prep uh, shirts, you know, different sizes, different colors, different, all of these things. So uh, shoes, same thing, different, the same shoe, you know, three different sizes, four different colors. And, and it's, it's a much harder prep process. So that's why a lot of the smaller prep centers won't, won't touch them. So it's important based on what you're expecting to be selling to make sure that the additional services, if you need them, that that prep center is actually offering and that they're offering it at a price that meets your needs. Well said. So those are our five how-tos, best practices for picking a prep and pack. Yeah, and, Anything and else you want to add? You got that look on your face. I, I'm, I, well, I just, I just thought, hey, maybe I'll just plug my prep and pack center here at the <laughs> end. Uh, we just... Uh, just a little bit of an ad here. Cue um, the music, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, no, we, we just, uh, in uh, November 1st uh, of this year, we moved, we doubled our warehouse space and uh, we just hired uh, we three more, uh, four more employees um, and are definitely accepting new prep clients. Um, you know, our, our, our prep center is not 100,000 square feet. They're like some of the larger ones. We don't have a loading dock, but for... Um, OA and some of the medium size or smaller wholesale sellers, uh, our, our costs are uh, some of the lowest in the country uh, intentionally. And uh, we are, uh, we have the capacity to take on new clients. And uh, if you are looking for a prep center, please give us a call, uh, shoot us an email. The website is westcoastfbaprep.com. And uh, we'll be, would love to help you out and talk to you. Well, since we're doing plugs, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say, you can also get access to that same prep and pack center through the FBA launch programs that we have. So if you go to fbaprofits.us, you can see all about launch 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0. Uh, that gets into a great world of uh, the buying program and other lots of options for um, you know solutions to this wonderful world of fulfillment by... Amazon. What, what? Why you gotta one up my plug? I, hey, you know, it's like it's the first time I plugged, and now you gotta one up my plug. It's always that. <laughs> this goes back. You know the funny part is I edit this stuff, so I'm just gonna keep all of this in. <laughs> that is true. No, I'll, I'll take it out if you want. No, like you don't it. want me to take it out? I'll take it out. Not okay. at all. I'm not joking. You know what? You know what I'll do? I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to take my part <laughs> first and then you can one up me. Okay. And then everybody's happy. If, if, if you had that much time on your hands, we would, uh, we would talk about other things. <laughs> for us to do. Or I had that much skill in editing audio. Anyway, that's been this episode of FBA Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the FBA Profits. Keep up to date with news, events, and all things FBA on their website fbaprofits.us 